the Palm Desert City Council's successor agency to the Palm Desert Redevelopment Agency and Housing Authority. Councilmember Truby will lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance, after which I will offer some inspiration. One of the officers who responded to the recent shooting incident at a Louisville bank was on his fourth shift as a newly sworn officer. He did not hesitate to put himself in harm's way. And he is currently fighting for his life, uh, characterized as critical condition. Officer Nicholas Wilt. His social media accounts offer words which drove his instinct for service. The day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. In Palm Desert, we are blessed to eat much fruit as a consequence of those who went before us and planted seeds. I pray it will inspire us to plant seeds freely in our time for the benefit of all. And I pray that we will be guided as we do so by these words of Howard Baker Sr., whose son uh, became a moderating influence in the United States Senate. You should always approach life working on the assumption that the other guy might be right. Do we have a report on closed session? Uh, no reportable actions were taken, thank you. We have no scheduled awards, presentations, or appointments, uh, but I do want to let you know that we will be issuing a proclamation this month uh, for Donate Life Month. We have done this routinely uh, to raise public awareness about the importance of organ donation. Among other things, the pro proclamation reminds us that in California alone, 
20,000 people are waiting for a transplant necessary to sustain their lives. Uh, so please take advantage of the opportunity through the DMV to make that choice. Uh, city manager comments. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I'd like to take the opportunity, if I could, to introduce the council and the public, our new city engineer, Maria Fraser. Uh, Maria just joined us from the city of Chino and brings with her a, a wealth of knowledge and over 30 years of engineering experience, so we're very happy to have her on our team. Um, and I'd also like to uh, reintroduce Mr. Jess Culpepper, uh, who was in the audience last week, and, uh, and, and also welcome him. Jess is uh, overseeing our, and working closely actually with Maria to deliver our capital improvement project uh, budget um, and two great additions to our team. So thank you very much. Thank you and welcome. Um, Mayor, Councilmember reports and requests for action beginning with Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla. Thank you very much, Madam Mayor. We had a lively discussion in the Public Arts Committee in terms of the what is to come and what's going on and as usual, a lot of colorful discussion, which I'm looking forward to it continuing. Um, and my only other comments is, is um, following up on what you mentioned earlier in regards to um, blood donors. I mean, organ donors, we will be having a blood drive coming up soon and encourage everyone to also sign up on the bone marrow registry. That's another very important one. And as you said, planting the seed today doesn't mean we'll harvest the fruit, but because Arbor Day is coming on, the city does have an initiative where we're planting 50 trees for the 50 years, and I believe on the 29th, we will be planting trees at Civic Center Park, so we hope that you will all join us and invest in the future green Palm Desert. Terrific. Councilmember Truby. Yeah, thank you. Well, I know it's been a little longer between meetings, right? We've had about a three-week break, so I do have some activity to report. Uh, first, I want to use this opportunity to make an apology. Uh, I did miss the service awards for Palm Desert staff. It was on my city calendar, but not personal, so I apologize for missing that. I Well, the road to hex pay with good intentions, so I just flat out miss it. I apologize, but I do want to take this opportunity publicly to recognize how great our city staff is, and I'm so grateful for those who have served, what, the 5, 10, 15, all those increments that we recognized, and uh, even the, the new ones as well. We have a terrific staff. I've been so impressed since I've started here in December. And I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you very much. Um, a couple of things I've been up to you know, since the last meeting. Um, I had a chance, and I just, you know, I've lived here for 30 years, but I feel in this role, I've taken it upon myself to get out there and meet more people from all different walks. There's so much in this city, so many nooks and crannies. So I did have a chance to meet with uh, two board members from the El Paseo Business Improvement District. And these are all just introductory meetings to get to know folks and their concerns. I let them know who I am, how they can reach out if they need to to me or staff. Um, met with Aaron Thomas, our liaison from Edison. Um, did attend the Senior Inspiration Awards with uh, Mayor Pro Tem and honored our very own Betty Baxter on March 27th, or sorry, March 30th. And that was a lot of fun and a great event and really inspiring. All, so many good uh, deeds happening in this valley, all different cities. Um, I met with the principal from Palm Desert High School. That was very interesting as well. I enjoyed that. And just yesterday, so we had also through our, um, my position or my, sorry, my as liaison with the Parks and Rec um, 
committee, is it committee or commission now? I forget, we just made the change. Committee, beg your pardon. So um, I did have a chance to just let them know I have an interest with the um, improving our services with the library. We were able to form a subcommittee there. They had their first meeting today, so there's some movement on that. Thank you very much to the staff and uh, Todd for that. And that is all. So thank you very much. Councilmember Arnick. Thank you. Um, it's been a lot in these last three weeks, that's for sure. I did want to mention, and this is something for uh, staff, for public, for any of our community members, and actually in our, in our valley, uh, through the Southern California Association of Governments, we make a four-year plan called Connect SoCal, and I'm going to read this. It says, outlines the strategies to help our communities thrive when it comes to mobility, housing, economy, and the environment. This 2024 update of the plan will carefully consider the needs of our diverse population and expected challenges due to climate change. Uh, on May 2nd and May 3rd, there are open houses at the UCR Palm Desert Campus. They're from, and you can go on the website on the SCAG, Southern, it's, so it's SCAG website, and get more information. If you're for some reason unable to attend one of the open houses, you can always fill out a form online. And we want you to do that. We need to hear your opinions and your thoughts and how we can make the best transportation plan for our region and look at our sustainable community strategies also. Uh, so on May 2nd, they're from 12 to 3, and then from 4 to 6, and then on May 3rd, they are from 9 to 11. They are for everyone. You can show up at any time, provide your input, and here's this is really important. Light refreshments will be served. So we ask you to please provide your input. We need it to make the best plan possible for our region. Thank you. Thank you. Councilmember Nastande. No comments this evening, Mayor. Thank you. I won't share my full calendar. I assure you I've been busy. And what I will do is give you a way to be busy. Take out your phone. Take out your phone. I want everyone to go now to mywaterpledge.com, mywaterpledge.com. One more time, mywaterpledge.com. Click Take the Pledge, and it will give you a, a short checklist. As you go through that, it's near certain you will find one or two key ways in which to conserve even more water. And you will help Palm Desert win the Wildland Water Conservation Challenge. I checked yesterday. We were 25th in our category. That doesn't reflect Palm Desert's commitment to water conservation. So, mywaterpledge.com, take the pledge. Take the plunge to take the pledge.
Yes. Uh, this is the time for non-agenda public comments. If you are here to comment on one of the agenda items, I'll invite that just before consideration. Uh, but you are welcome to address the City Council for up to three minutes on topics not scheduled for tonight. Because of state rules requiring notice for topics the Council actually discusses, we won't be able to engage you in conversation about your topics, but we may direct action for follow-up. Um, Mr. Clerk, do you wish to give any additional instructions? For those on Zoom, if you want to participate in public comment, please click the raise hand button on your computer or smartphone. If you are joining by calling in on your phone, please dial star 9 to raise your hand, and when called upon, press star 6 to unmute yourself. And again, please keep your comments to no more than three minutes. Thank you. Do we have any raised hands? Uh, we do in the Zoom room, and Mr. Chris Harris. Mr. Harris. We are listening. Good afternoon, Council. Um, I'm Chris Harris. I live in Ironwood Country Club in Palm Desert, but we're trying to become a more green community by encouraging rooftop solar installations. One of the biggest obstacles to rooftop solar growth is the cost and time it takes to get a permit for solar panels and batteries. Streamlining that process can make it faster and easier for people to go solar. The California Solar Access Act was recently passed into law, and it requires cities and counties to streamline and automate their rooftop solar and storage permitting. Cities have two paths to comply with the law. They can use free federal software called Solar App Plus, which will do this for them, or they can enhance their current system to match the capability of Solar App Plus. Palm Desert is not yet in compliance, the deadline to comply is September 30th, 2023. A grant is available to help the city comply. The deadline for the grant is May 1st, 2023. Palm Desert is eligible for $60,000 of easy to access grant money. The grant is a four page checklist that can com be completed in about 15 minutes. No grant writing is necessary. The funding is a first come first served basis the funds can be used to cover the work hours to adopt the free federal software or to enhance the city's current system. There is no obligation to use the money. By applying by May 1st, you're reserving the money for the city's possible use to fund whichever route they choose. I'm hoping the council is willing to direct the building department to apply for the free grant money from the Department of Energy by May 1st so that Palm Desert will be in compliance with the law in September. Uh, thank you, Mr. Harris. I believe uh, such efforts are in progress, but Mr. City Manager, can you advise? Yes, we will we'll look into um, Mr. Harris's comments and get back to you in the next uh, few days. Uh, thank you, Mr. Harris. Any further comments? No other speakers in the Zoom room, Madam Mayor. That brings us to consent calendar. Uh, do any council members wish to 
withdraws something from consent. Uh, seeing no request, would someone like to move adoption? Move to approve the consent calendar as presented. I will second the motion. Let's take the vote. And don't forget to lock like I did. <laughs> Motion passes five to zero. And I see I skipped the roll call as usual. Did you figure out who's here? <laughs> I apologize. Uh, moving to the action calendar. Uh, the first topic is Desert Willow Resident Program Recommendations and Options to Resolve Resident Concerns for the 2023-24 fiscal year. We heard a presentation about this in our study session and had the opportunity to ask questions. Uh, and I call upon staff to include what is needed now. Good afternoon, honorable mayor, members of the city council. Um, I will go through this really quickly. Um, so in response to residents' concerns, staff conducted several information sessions during the month of March at Desert Willow to understand concerns and ask for suggestions to resolve them. Currently, Desert Willow has um, three resident programs, the Resident Card Program, the Champions Club, and the Platinum Card Program, each of which have different parameters of what they offer. A copy of staff's presentation from the meetings is included in the staff report. One of the major components staff believe was important to discuss during the sessions was the Desert Willow um, finances. Desert Willow is set up as an enterprise fund, and enterprise fund, in its very definition, is intended to be self-sustaining. Desert Willow operations currently meet that definition. That said, the city continues to transfer funds to Desert Willow for, to cover capital improvements. As you can see, under 2223 estimated, we will be transferring at minimum the 3.5 million um, that's estimated for the improvements at Firecliff. Even with that transfer to Desert Willow, the balance is still unable to meet the desired 90-day reserve requirement. Staff has encountered many observations made about the increased revenues at Desert Willow post-pandemic, but not much has been discussed regarding the inflationary increase we're seeing in expenditures as well. And so on this page, what we're looking at is just the increased cost for staff um, for salaries and also just um, services and supplies, um, which have each increased incrementally over the past couple of years. The meetings were very well attended. Uh, staff received comments from well over 100 resident golfers. Some of the common themes identified are as follows. Uh, availability of tee times, um, for the Platinum Card membership, we heard about access to the course as well as the Resident Card membership. Um, the booking time window currently is 12 a.m., and so we heard a lot of concerns about that time. 
Um, and then the Champions Club membership, um, we heard a lot of concerns about um, desiring additional slots and um, access to the course as with the other two, and just the prioritization. Um, in, these, in the current year, the Champions Club membership sold out very quickly, and so there were some tenured um, members that were unable to participate this year. And then finally, one um, that we were not um, expecting was just the willingness to pay more in exchange for increased opportunities to play. Following the meeting, staff along with, Kemper along with the Kemper team met to discuss and analyze the suggestions and how to achieve a balance between the costs and the benefits associated with the recommendations staff is making based on the resident's suggestions. So with the resident card, the only change we're asking is to change the um, booking time window from 12 a.m. to 7 p.m. And this change would apply to each of the different um, memberships. Um, for the Champions Club, we're suggesting that we change the program from 52 players to 72 players and allow an additional 28 memberships um, so that they are waitlisted and prioritized to absorb the absences we see during the term of Championships Club. And then also to increase the cost per outing from $52 to $65 per outing. Um, and then finally, in, it, in order to address the prioritization that we kept hearing about, um, we would like to see a the loyalty members prioritized um, with a first right of purchase. For the Platinum card, um, we would like to continue to offer reduced rates for membership for residents and offer 800 cards, half of which would be reserved for residents up until December 1st. After that date, they would be offered openly to anyone who was interested. And we would ask that we extend the booking window from 21 days to 60 days, which would address the um, concerns about access to the course. We'd also request that we implement a non-refundable booking fee for those people who are uh, habitual cancelers, um, so we could address that issue as well. And um, the only other recommendation we're requesting is that staff be given a year to assess these adjustments and so that we could come back with any additional adjustments next year if necessary. That concludes my report. If you have any questions, we're happy to answer. And before taking questions or comments, is there any public comment on this item? No public comment, Madam Mayor. Uh, what's appearing on the screen? All right. Uh, questions or comments from council? All right. Well, I don't really have questions of staff. Everything was presented at the uh, study session. I'm very pleased, though, with staff's work on this issue and the city manager, as well as uh, Derek White out in the uh, the seating area. I, I believe while it this is a good compromise situation, we, we're trying to find common ground and 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 respectfully. Uh, uh, um, recognize our, our resident golfers. We do care about them, and um, we believe we found a good common ground here. While it might not be everything they wanted, it, it sure is, I believe, a, a, a good, a good uh, proposal that we have before us. Thank you. 
Uh, as I said, we had a full opportunity to, to ask questions earlier. I think Councilmember Nestanti's expression of gratitude speaks for us all. Uh, this was an extra effort for staff, and thank you, Mr. Eilman, for taking the lead and uh, really engaging in a good, open, transparent process. So seeing no other questions at this time, is there a motion? Move to adopt the item as presented. I will second the motion. Please vote. Motion passes five to zero. The next item invites uh, in direction on Mylar, on the potential for a Mylar balloon ordinance. May we have the staff report? Yes, good afternoon, Honorable Mayor, members of the City Council. I'm Amy Lawrence, Deputy Director for Economic Development. As noted in the report, staff was asked to bring forward the topic of banning Mylar balloons in city parks for consideration to the Resource Preservation and Enhancement Committee. Upon discussion, they recommended to refer the, uh, to CVAG uh, for discussion on potential regional ban on the sale of Mylar balloons. I then took the original request to Parks and Recreation Committee and they opted to recommend a citywide ban versus just in city parks. Uh, I'd like to point out that since submittal of this report, I've been in touch with CVAG and they indicated that this topic came up last spring uh, when Imperial, Ir Imperial Irrigation District tried to gain consensus for a regional approach and a modern uh, model ordinance. CVAG brought the item to their public safety committee several times for discussion and the ultimate consensus was to monitor future state actions versus take up a regional model ordinance on sales or use at public spaces such as parks. So with that, today staff is requesting direction from City Council on whether to reach back out to CVAG to see if they can bring the top topic back up for discussion, bring forward an ordinance uh, for consideration to ban Mylar balloons citywide or just in city parks, or defer to current state law which prohibits the outdoor release of Mylar balloons as part of any civic or public event. And I'd be happy to answer any questions. Let me first see if there's any public comment on this item. No public comment, Madam Mayor. Uh, then we are open for questions or comments. A question. It, it, and it did, it, our packet did get a good conversation and people were engaged. I was just wondering, CVAG, did they say why they went to public safety rather than energy and environment? No, Ms. Felchi did not know why they went to public safe, safety versus the other committee. Okay. Maybe because of the fire component. And, and I thought of that, but also that would be environment. It just seems mm -hmm. like that's an environmental issue more. I, okay, thank you. If I may address that as the CBAG member on public safety, it did come as the result of a discussion about power outages and how that impacted public safety. And I know that the topic has not come back since that discussion, and we did not, we're not having a meeting this month because of all of our public safety officials focusing on the festivals, so I'm not sure if it will be brought back as a future agenda item, but that was the reason it came up from public safety. 
Shouldn't we suggest to them that it may be energy and environment because all the things you just said are energy and environment and maybe it's that might be a better venue for the discussion. At, at least let's find out why they chose not to have it there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And could I ask this basic question? When we refer to a citywide ban, um, does that mean banning the sale within the city, uh, banning the use within the city, or both? I believe it was referred to in the Parks and Recreation Committee um, that rather than seeing them, <clears throat> excuse me, just in city parks, you know, why, you know, you're going to see them at your neighbor's house and in their backyard, and why do you, you know, why would they see them there? So why don't you just ban them citywide? So that was pretty much the discussion was just banning them citywide. They did, they were, they did know that we were going to potentially request that CVAG look into a regional ban on the sale. So again, Parks and Recreation Committee just said, look at a citywide ban versus just in city parks. And did, did the Parks and Recreation Committee consider uh, solely banning outdoor use and allowing indoor use since I gather it's outdoor use that poses a potential hazard. They did not discuss outdoor versus indoor use. Okay. So, so I had asked staff a question on, on this topic and, uh, and it's, it stems specifically, you know, the, the impetus for this law originally was because uh, balloons sold in California, you know, they need to meet the uh, electrical and electronic engineer standards. That's the impetus to, to ban the Mylar balloon. So I asked staff how many incidences over all time that's been recorded has this happened in Palm Desert? And I was told two times. So I don't know if two times is a lot, and it, and we need to ban mylar balloons everywhere, or is two times uh, one half of one percent type of incident? Uh, because that's my question, and then I'll get to discussion. Well, that that would be a judgment call. Mm -hmm. Uh, probably determined by how much property, life, or limb was lost, and whether it was yours. Yeah, I don't <laughs> have frankly. any. Yes, I don't have any of that information. I was just I was given the simple two times. Uh, it, do you have more to say? That was my question, but I have comment. Should I do? Okay, so at this time, I'm not prepared to do anything more strict than the state of California at this point. Okay, uh, Councilmember Truby. Um, have we, is there any consideration given to if we were to ban the sale of uh, Mylar balloons in the city, any potential legal ramifications or liability there from retailers or manufacturers and hey, you can't do that. It's a product that's federally allowed. So I, we don't have the authority to ban that sale. I would defer to city attorney on that. I think we would be within our municipal power to do so. I mean, we'd have to have some findings, but I mean, we've done other similar kinds of things. <clears throat> you know. 
mean, certainly before we go there, we'd have to drill down on it, but I understand other cities have done it. Um, I mean, the easiest thing to do would be to ban, I mean, the most straightforward would be to ban the use in the parks, which we pretty clearly can do. You know, banning retail sales. Is, there again, cities have done similar things with products that have been deemed to be problematic. Um, although, you know, banning them, retail sales in Palm Desert isn't going to solve the problem of retail sales in Rancho Mirage or right. Indian Wells or anywhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, banning the, you know, use within the city would, I mean, I imagine we could go there, but that would be an enforcement nightmare, to say the least. Um, so I would note, totally outside my role as city attorney, I spend a lot of time wandering around out in the forest and in the desert, and I frequently find mylar balloons out in places where people don't go, because they go up and then they go and you know, they come down wherever. So that's just a note. Yes, Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla. Thank you, Madam Mayor. I think as we're hearing a lot of different considerations, I would propose maybe taking some immediate action, some postponed action, and then some definite delayed action. As we looked at what our Parks and Recs and RPEC um, considered, I think we can start with a general ban in our parks. Um, we can put it into our, our permit application, and we can even consider an, an outright ban, as we mentioned, in our neighbor's backyard. As the, Mr. Hargreaves has indicated, they're not going to stay confined to anyone's backyards while allowing beautiful balloon arrangements to still be part of indoor ceremonies and celebrations. I know that other cities have, have um, created their bans, and I don't think that that's something maybe we are prepared to undergo, especially because we don't know how it would impact retailers, and we can't control people, as the mayor said, purchasing them in other cities and bringing them. I do find it valuable that by discouraging outdoor use, we would have to also um, have outright um, and direct conversations with our higher ed, not, not higher ed, with our high school partners because that is a big part of the high school celebrations. And um, they have said that they don't want the balloons, for example, in the stadiums because it obstructs views. So then I've seen them tied to the gates or everything. And so that creates a propensity to have them released if they're not properly tied. So again, this would be an educational process and different steps. So I would propose outright ban outdoors, if not only in the parks, and explore future bans or referring to CVAG um, with their environmental committee. Uh, Councilmember Truby, you asked a question, but you didn't share your sentiments. Would you like to share your sentiments? Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, actually, um, I've you know, given this some thought, and again, like, um, Mr. Hargraves, I spend a lot of time out in the desert and you see these mylar balloons out there and beautiful wilderness that's, to me, it's sullied by these things. And in the cost-benefit analysis, I think you can have just as much fun with a latex balloon filled with helium that will pop and then, you know, just disappear pretty quick, quickly, uh, versus the mylar balloons. So I've, any, I would like to consider any ban. I mean, if it up to me, I'd just <laughs> ban them all over, but um, certainly an outdoor ban in the public spaces where we have control. Civic Center Park and all our public parks would be a first step. I'm, I would advocate for a citywide ban on retail sales and everything. I know that's probably a little more involved process. So that's where I stand on this issue to be sure. All right. 
Councilmember Harnick, do you have sentiments to share? Well, when we talk about balloons, unfortunately, if, if we all remember, there was a time when we were cautioned with latex balloons with helium because they were killing dolphins and those sorts of things. They wound up in the water and they would ingest them and it did kill them. I, I think no matter what we do, we have to look at this in a regional approach because it's one of those things, even when we approach, we approach plastic bags, we've done these sorts of things. And really, if we, if we authentically want to be effective in this, we really need to have it be regional. And we have to be able to work with our neighbors on this. So I, I'd like us to have a discussion with CBAG again and, and see where they go and, and maybe have our Parks and Rec and RPEC come together with their thoughts that sh could be shared then with CBAG uh, so that they can go forward. And while all that's happening, uh, would you support, uh, and this is not final, of course, we're being asked for guidance, uh, would you be inclined to support a prohibition in city parks as a first step in uh, educating folks further? And I think that would be reasonable. And with all the, the ways that we have through all our social media, all engaged Palm Desert, all these things, we have an ample opportunity to educate our community member and guests why we're doing it and what the benefits of taking that measure are. All right. Well, it sounds then as though perhaps the multi-step approach that uh, Mayor Potemkin has suggested is the one that has the broadest support, uh, which would be to um, both re-engage re CVAG, uh, particularly suggesting involvement of the Energy Committee, uh, and at the same time present us at a future meeting with an opportunity to move forward with a prohibition starting with our own park. So it creates an opportunity to educate the public further uh, before doing something that might be perceived as draconian. Also, that it, it, may I add one thing? And, and our Edison representative is here, and I wonder if you would be so kind as to provide us with some information that will help us in this process. Because I would imagine you have it. You can send it by email or maybe to Amy, or to, but um, I think that would be a, a good step in the right direction as well. It would be helpful in the process. So. Uh, some of us would like to go further. Some of us wouldn't wish to go that far. Uh, but does this seem like an uh, appropriate way to move forward to understanding that the potential prohibition in our parks would come back to us? So we're not making any final decision at this point. Do, you, do, do we need a motion, Mr. Hargraves, or is that sufficient direction? I would say that's a council choice. I think staff understands where you want to go. Uh, if you want to formalize it, a motion would be appropriate, but 
Well, I think if we're going to be banning it, correct, in parks, we don't need a vote on it, or? Oh, that would come back to us. Okay, all right. That would come back to us for a full discussion. Okay. Understood. Uh, if I may, Madam Mayor, given that um, we want to strive to be the green leader in the Coachella Valley, having this as a first step would allow us to put ourselves as the forerunners, inspire others, and for that reason, I motion to create a multi-step process in discussing a ban on Mylar balloons, beginning with discussion on permits in the city parks, future discussion on banning outdoors, and all in general, discussing future sale of um, balloon sales in the city, and then referring back to CVAG as an additional step. With the, with the understanding that uh, we're just taking the first step now. The other two are for potential steps for the future, depending upon what happens with the sieve egg process. I will second that, so let's vote. Well, I'm confused, so we are voting on it then. No, 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 we're just voting to have that come back to council. So it's not dispositive now. The direction to staff is... Resolved. We're in discussion phase still, to simplify it. To, to, the direction to staff is to bring it back as a formal proposal, at which time we'd have more okay. discussion. So if I were to vote no, am I saying no, I don't want staff to bring back a proposal? Correct. That's, that's what I'm saying no to. Correct. Okay. Correct. Uh, will we be expecting sort of a sample or draft ordinance? Of course. Uh, okay. Excellent. Thank you. Um, Councilmember Nisandi, you have oh, to <laughs> Motion passes four to one. Thank you. Uh, item C is approve a professional services agreement in the amount of $78,480 with Rising Realty Partners for Property Management Services at the Parkview Office Complex, located at 73710 and 73720 Fred Waring Drive. May we have the staff report? Good afternoon, Honorable Mayor and City Council members. I'm Deborah Glickman, Management Analyst with the Economic Development Department. Before you today is a request for approval of an agreement with Rising uh, Realty to manage the Parkview buildings. That, uh, that uh, sorry, that agreement would allow Rising to manage the day-to-day -day of the buildings, as well as uh, reach out for new tenants, market the building, vet the new tenants, and any new agreement for leases would come back to city council for final approval. And it would allow uh, city staff to step away from the day-to-day -day management of the person calling for the key, things like that. So um, you have that, and then actually the request to have the city manager execute those documents. Terrific. Um, any public comment on this item? No public comment, Madam Mayor. Right. Uh, thank you to staff for talking them to a 20-hour-a-week deal. At full time, I was about to apply. Um, so I think 20, 20 hours should be sufficient. 
questions, comments, Council Member I, I just, if I may make a comment at this time? Yes, please. It's simply this. Uh, I think this is a great move. Our city staff has many other things to do besides real estate management and better things to do with their time that will benefit the community. This is not their expertise. This is not what they should be doing. Their expertise is helping in the community. So I think this is a great move. Any other comments, questions? Council Member, uh, Mayor Pro Tem. Thank you, Madam Mayor. I concur that this is a, a great opportunity and I think that it would also allow us to have better communication to avoid any future um, deferred maintenance, which would cost us more in the long run. So I motion to approve. Is there a second? Second. Please vote. Motion passes five to zero. Thank you. And the last item for this evening is approve the use of an out-of-state travel request form. Uh, staff report. Honorable Mayor Kelly and uh, City Council, on March 9th, the City Council discussed a request for out-of-state travel, and the Council requested that a subcommittee consisting of Mayor Kelly and Councilmember Harnick review the City's travel policy for out-of-state travel. After discussion, the subcommittee agreed that no change to the policy are needed at this time and instead recommends the implementation of an out-of-state travel form as a means to enhance public transparency and to provide City Council with supporting information for the proposed out-of-state travel. In this situation, if adopted, Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla will be requested to complete the form for her requested conference to be presented at a future City Council meeting, and I'm available for questions. Is there public comment on this item? No public comment, Madam Mayor. Uh, questions or comments from Council? I, I have one comment. As I, as I went through our travel policy, which I think we did a great job when it was done, and with good reason we needed it, the one thing that I noticed that I, I'm wondering if we need to take a look at, and um, perhaps this is not the time to make any changes in it, but we said we would not reimburse somebody when they were traveling if they uh, went to a gym, if there was a, a fitness center charge perhaps at their hotel or wherever it was. And I, I just, I couldn't help but question that if that was right. I don't know why we wouldn't want people to go to a fitness center while they're traveling. I think you're right that that's beyond the scope of this item, but perhaps staff could take so, a look at that in connection at. with updating our policies in general. Of course. Uh, seeing no questions, no. is there a motion to approve? I'll make a motion to approve the use of an out-of-state travel request form. I'll second. Please vote. Motion passes five to zero. We have no public hearing items this evening. And so we will be adjourned by consent. Mywaterpledge.com.
Although, oh yeah, I do it sometimes. I got my nice warm fuzzy socks. <laughs> I know. <laughs>